Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So let's bring in my one and only guest, the great Dave Navarro. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying, you go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it, I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. Since the beginning of the pandemic, nearly one in five Americans has reported consuming an unhealthy amount of alcohol. Could be you, but only 10% of them are actually getting the help they need. Reframe is a neuroscience-based smartphone app that helps users cut back or quit drinking alcohol altogether. Using evidence-based tools, techniques, and content, Reframe guides users through a personalized program to help them reach their goals. Comprised of daily tasks, a comprehensive toolkit, a community forum, and accountability guides, Reframe is a modern, accessible, and affordable resource that can help anyone looking to reevaluate their relationship with alcohol. Reframe is backed by Harvard University and Emory University Schools of Medicine, and it is ranked the number one alcohol reduction smartphone app worldwide with over 350,000 downloads. With Reframe, there's no stigma, just science, no labels, just support. To learn more, go to joinreframeapp.com slash Dr. Drew. Use the code Dr. Drew for 25% off your first month or your annual subscription. That's at joinreframeapp.com slash Dr. Drew. Dave and I have known each other for quite some time. Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I, I, re I really enjoyed the heart... The hard-hitting intro that I just saw. I'd never seen that before. <laughs> so good. Just like hard-hitting yeah, hard facts mm -hmm. with Dr. Drew. I love it. So it's like, like, uh, a, real, well, like a real, you. almost like a real program. Excellent. Dave has a new group he has formed with uh, Taylor Hawkins and Chris Cheney, which is called NHC. Tell me about them. Uh, NHC, it stands for uh, Navarro, Hawkins, and Cheney. Uh, Cheney's, uh, Chris Cheney's in James Addiction with me and Taylor Hawkins is of course from the Foo Fighters and we've all been really good friends for a number of years and during the pandemic we, we just got together to make music because we were, you know, on the verge of staying in isolation and not being productive and working on something and so what started out as being something that was more of a passion thing and a fun thing, um, we ended up making an album and, and doing some shows and the album's coming out and uh, NHC people laugh at us because it's a very uncreative title, but we feel that uh, right. there, there are plenty of bands with really creative names out there and you're becoming, you know, you're becoming it, a corporate firm. I just, at this point is like, there's <laughs> so many great names out there. And like, we're just like, we're NHC. It's fine. And it seems to be working. And, uh, it's it's more of a it's more of a real band that we have going now than just a side thing, which is what we thought it was, which is nice. And so it's uh, it, it's a lot of fun for, for me creatively and musically, and for those guys because then when Chris and I go back to Jane's Addiction or Taylor goes back to the Foo Fighters, we're all re-energized mm -hmm. and revitalized about our, our passion for music. And so both bands feed one another in terms of our level of commitment to the music and to the work. So. It's really been nice. Thanks for mentioning it. It is nhc-music.com. I'm guessing you can see the tour schedule and where to find you guys. We're on we're on Twitter. It's uh, NHC Music Official. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, well, we might have a Twitter. I don't run the Twitter, but there's an IG <laughs> NHC. NH, NHC. I, you know, I only have one platform, Doctor Drew. I only have Instagram. Instagram? Because I'm a fan of the arts and uh, you know the visuals, and I want to I want to see something really quick. 
but I don't, I'm, I'm not on Twitch. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Snapchat. I'm not on Facebook. I got rid of all of them because it was just too much time buried in the screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, as you, as you know, I have my own mental health issues. And the last thing I need is an addiction to my phone. Um, more than I already have, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just, right, right. I eliminated, I, it, it's like cutting out alcohol and, and drugs, but drinking coffee. That's the way I look at it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's, I'm not, I'm not yeah. fully, I'm not fully, you know, I'm not Instagram fully. Page. And, and I, I'm not surprised Instagram is where he landed because as long as I've known Dave, he has had an interest in the visual. I remember that one time you put a, uh, a photo booth in your living room and everyone in the yeah. house had to take photos and then you made a book out of that. <laughs> Uh, I did. I did. That was inspired. That was inspired that was, by uh, Andy Warhol, who had a photo booth in his factory. And I'm a massive Warhol fan. And um, it was also kind of a social experiment to see who in my life, because we as human beings, we go through so many different relationships and friendships. And some of them are long term, some of them are short term. So I almost wanted to see who would be there at the end of the year still. You know, starting at the beginning of the year, you'd see a certain group of people. And by the end of the year, it was a totally different framework of people. And then some people were similar, but um, it was it was it was it was a dark and exhilarating and dangerous, but fun time. And I'm lucky to have survived it. But um, I don't I would definitely not want to repeat it. The photo booth part was fine. It was sorry. It was the, it was it was the behavior. The, <laughs> it's the, not the photo booth. The, the be, yeah. You no. Know, yeah. The behavior. The behavior. The behavior. The behavior around that year was 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 pretty right. dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It was not the booth itself. It was what what you were up no, to. No. Anywhere but the booth. Or maybe in the booth too. No, but it, and but so, it was a good way to it, it was ahead. a good way to get people. It was a good way to get like thirty people that are leaving the bar at one thirty in the morning over to my house, and you know let the danger ensue take so to pictures. speak well take Got pictures it. and you know whatever else yeah and 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 that was all that was 24 years ago 23 years ago something like that I 99 or 98 believe, i can, oh, cannot believe it old. you know the the, the yeah. evening the evening so that book was called don't try this at home and it was co-written by neil strauss and myself and it was just a year chronicling a year in my life of some pretty dangerous behavior. And, and fortunately I came out on the other side of it and, uh, and it has a, a positive message at the end, but it, it's pretty, it's pretty brutally honest. And I'll never forget that the night before it came out, it came out with Judith Regan was going to put it out the night mm. before it came out. I called the publisher and said, you can't release this book. <laughs> you like, you know, that, that, like that, that panic yeah. at the last minute, like yes. you can't, yes. you can't, Please don't. I'm going to kill myself if you release this thing because it was mm-hmm. it was so mm-hmm. it was so. It, um, what I did was I was able to get them to hold it and re-edit, which was a mm-hmm. miracle. It took her probably ten years to forgive me for that, but we're friends now too. But, <laughs> but uh, I because you know that's a lot of money for them. It was already printed and published and yeah. on trucks and stuff, and they had to pull a lot yeah. of strings to get it done. But the reason why wow. I pulled it was because I realized, and I hadn't thought about it, but I realized that there was a lot of information in there about other people that had high profile names that I didn't get consent from. And Ooh. so I just felt, I felt, and it wasn't so much a worry of litigation. It was more worry of just like, it's not my, it's not my responsibility or privilege to share other people's private information. Right. It's not right. And, uh, that's right. and so I, that's where the panic set in. Yeah. My own information I felt fine about. So I'm, I'm seeing on my chat stream here, a lot of basic questions for you. So I'm just going to blow through them. Uh, will ink master be coming back? Ink master is coming back. It's coming back next year. It's going to be on paramount plus, but I will not be attending. Um, we will have a whole brand new panel of judges and a new host. Um, and the main reason for that is because I think they're shooting it in, uh, in a different country. So I, um, Oh, just just for me personally, with all the other projects I have going on, the music being the priority and, and the art being the priority, like there was no way I would be able to multitask those. And also on a mental health level, Dr. Drew, 
I don't want to be far away for that long of amount of time and have my entire support group sound asleep if I need them, you know? Yeah. Cause, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I know because you, you can't reach out to, yeah, you can't reach out to somebody. Your, your disease doesn't do pushups, man. I think yours lifts weight. It's like, it's like doing squats. (laughs) So I really had to, I really had to think about it. I was like, I need my support group, you know, available. And they're the people that, I support, they support me. And it's a, it's a two way street, as you know. And, um, you know, I, I can't, I couldn't even multitask because the time difference, but, um, so, but yes, the answer is that the show will be back. The show will be back, but I will not. And then they're asking, you know, where do you drive your strength to keep going? What, what's, uh, and I know you've had some mood stuff in the last 18, 24 months stuff too. So where, where do you get your inspiration strength from? I think, Honestly, from the people that I work with, um, and also my passion for the creative, just the, my creative outlets, you know, the music, the art, uh, I also have a, uh, I co I co run an apparel and art, uh, company called dual diagnosis with my partner Padilla, who's an LA based street it. artist and fine artist. And it's all aimed at, uh, mental health awareness, um, and even like even what I'm wearing right now is one of our shirts, which says "mental wealth." Nice. Instead of nice. mental health, so they're just uh, you know we ha- we just want to raise awareness to the fact that you know this is a worldwide epidemic and it has gotten even worse over the pandemic and uh, mm-hmm. more people are struggling now than ever and uh, a lot of things I think are, are part of that. I think part of that is is the pandemic and the isolation that everybody went through. And I also think that social media is a huge factor uh, in terms of the widespread, uh, you know, surge of mental health issues, because mm-hmm. let's face it, man, nobody posts their bad days or taking out the trash or weeping or, you know, they, they post the good stuff that wants, you know, mm-hmm. that they want to make them look good. And so what that ends up creating is a, is a platform where it's only the snapshots of the best moments of everybody's life. And someone who's going through a hard time just sees, why is it my life like that? Why am I not out on a yacht? Why am I not happy? You know, and, and I, I'm the same way. I'm not going to post, you know, it's, it, I don't post when I'm struggling. I post uh, the things that, that I think uh, I'm inspired by or the, the work I'm doing or, or other people that inspire me. You know, I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, um, careful not to disclose too much because I just feel that, um, I just don't think that as human beings we're geared or we're geared to have the entire planet be able to respond to every thought you have and, uh, mm-hmm. and share your mm-hmm. every move with the entire planet and have them interact. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot, I get a lot of grief from people because my comments are off unless I follow you, but that's just a self-care move. Like I don't, I don't, if somebody hates me in Wichita, I don't need to read it. Like I just, I don't need that in my life. You know, I have enough trouble in there. No. And I have enough trouble in between my own ears with my brain sometimes that I don't, I don't need confirmation from Kyle in Wichita. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, I, th- I think yeah. that that was a, a smart, a smart self-care related move. And, um, I think comments are, 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 uh, you know, by and large, usually pretty supportive, but, um, oh, that was quick. Thank you. Um, by and large, go, uh, I see go to dualdiagnosis.com to buy this. Yeah, stuff. Good. Yeah. I'm sending them yeah. to dualdiagnosis.com to go purchase things. Or, they, you know what? We have a we have a manifesto there that's about our it's our mission statement, and that's free. Mm. So you don't even have to buy anything. And what that does is it really outlines how, uh, you know, one of the things we say is that shame has never saved anyone. Shame is actually something that mm. kills people because they don't speak. Mm-hmm. They're afraid to be they're afraid to be heard. And um, so by showing your vulnerability and speaking out, that you know, then you have a chance. You have a shot as long as you're willing to be humble about it and honest about it then then you have a shot at at moving past something but but being shameful and keeping your mouth shut can lead to uh you know institutions and and sometimes deaths and uh and some pretty miserable existences so 
we encourage people to speak out. And that messaging is free. The apparel is, uh, of course, for sale. And we have multi-tiered pricing points. So it's uh, something for everyone. I feel like a dual D-U-E-L, dual diagnosis. That's clever. Okay, I was well, looking forward to because. <laughs> because yeah. we think of it as well with dual because there's two of us me and my partner padilla yeah and also dual is because you think of a, a gun duel and sometimes that's what's happening mm -hmm. inside someone's brain you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. they're they're du mm -hmm. they're dueling themselves so we just i get it in, i get it yeah yeah it's clever it's clever i like it and, and dual diagnosis you immediately get shed over to treatment centers and things it could it could derail people you know yeah yeah, not, yeah 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 Ooh, it's great visually. Wow. It's very cool. Yeah, thank you. It has to have music included. Yeah. Well, that's a short that's a short film we did about a uh, you don't have to play it, but that's a short film we did about a young girl who uh experiences a traumatic event and she becomes uh she transforms herself into a isolated, insulated character with this um kind of like this protective shield, this costume that she wears, so no one can touch her. No one can see her. Uh, her own environment is intact within the costume, her own air, her own means of, of uh, regulating her, her uh, uh, CNS and her you know, central nervous yes. system. And, and yes, uh, right. you know, it's, it, it's, it's kind of what we, what's kind of what we run into in, in this area is uh, the isolation thinking that that's going to be the protective measure. But the fact is that, um, it's not until we share it with somebody else who is either a professional or someone who is like-minded, um, provided that you don't create an unhealthy trauma bond and, and, and do it in a more supportive way, that those are the ways to go. Mm. And so we encourage, we encourage that. I'm going to tell you what, I am enamored. I, I can't stop looking at this stuff, both the jackets, the, the posters, the original art i mean that this yeah. is i feel like this is thank valuable you. material this is really cool stuff thank you dr Drew. yeah we also do fine art and we do installations as well so we had a uh, a show last year at julian's uh, in beverly hills where we where we built an enormous cuckoo clock that you could walk into to view our artwork our fine art and uh as you mm -hmm. see i have two cuckoo Two cuckoo clocks behind me. I don't know if you can see them on the wall. See them, but those were in in my in my childhood. Those are my first memories of insanity when you would see them in cartoons, you know, and the, and someone was typically crazy, and they you would see the cuckoo, and I I really got to thinking about it, and I was like, why why would that be? Why why is that the symbol of crazy? And I don't know if this is the reason, but what I came up with is that you got this little bird trapped in this housing with complications inside. And anybody who knows anything about watchmaking or clockmaking, the, the components that create the watch and the movement are called complications. And uh, the way the clock runs is that there are two weights at the bottom of the clock, which I, I, I kind of uh, imagine as emotional baggage, right? So the mm -hmm. bird mm -hmm. cannot fly out of the box, of the, cannot fly out of this box of complications because it is held down by its own emotional baggage that it just simply won't let go of. And that's what drives it in That's what drives it crazy. So we built- I, I am fully me. shopping right now. I can't stop oh. looking at this stuff. This is awesome. Be, be my guest. <laughs> um, He's gonna but, buy uh, me the one that says, I'll never be sane. <laughs> I'll never, I'll, I'm I, I, will never be, I, will, I will never be the same. Yeah. <laughs> and insanity is its own cure. I like that one too. The, the, um, so there's, I don't know why the cuckoo, I, I love your version of the cuckoo, but one thing that cuckoos do is they deposit their eggs in with other birds. And those, the cuckoo birds eventually gets big and pushes out all the other young and becomes the only bird that's getting the food from the mother. It's something like that. There's some weird. Oh my God! So then, so then you would think yeah. that it would be the symbol of narcissism and not insanity. But, right. You know, there you go. <laughs> I think that's true. I think what I'm saying is true. I think the craziness is that the parents keep feeding this bird that just overflows the nest. Well, then, 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 then if you really, if you, if you really break it down, then the cuckoo bird itself is not the crazy one. It's the parents. It's the 
It's the blue right. jay that keeps right. raising, <laughs> that keeps Correct. raising it. Correct. Or, or, or at least. Wait, at now least I have to highly, look this up. At least they're highly codependent. Maybe they're not crazy. <laughs> right. Right. Am I getting this right? Is that what I'm remembering about the cuckoo? Most fascinating species. fact. I didn't know that. Say. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Let me make sure that I remember. Uh, let me see. Yeah, they were in Greek mythology. They were associated with cuckoldry. Why? Whatever that means. Uh, which I guess is the <laughs> the bird taking over the nest, right? Yeah, that sounds like it. Although, Let's you know, see, we, we I've got to look this up. Although we think yeah. of cuckolding in, in a different way, but yes, I, I guess it would apply uh, theoretically to that as well. Hang on, I'm almost there. Let me see if they can... Reading. Reading. It's not really talking. Maybe I have this wrong. Maybe I could easily have this wrong. Let me... Wait, wait. wait, wait. Yeah, here it is. The cuckoo egg. Yeah. Cuckoo eggs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, hatch earlier than host eggs. Right. So there's a host. They put it in with the host. In most cases, the chick then evicts the eggs and or the young of the host. The chick has no lime, no time to learn behavior, nor does any parent stay around to teach it. So it's okay. It must be an instinct. Wow, all kinds there of weird stuff. That is yeah. well. That's so anyway, a, look, Wikipedia uh, cuckoo birds. I, I, so anyway, is sorry, really, sorry that I went a, down that. I mean, yeah, even I as a hatchling, even as a hatchling, it is self-centered and frankly pretty <laughs> right, spirited. Right. Right, 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 right. Okay, uh, let's see what else people are asking you here. One second. I'm going to get some phone calls in just Did a you, second. Oh, yeah, too. everybody over on, um, on um, what do you call it? Uh, yes, I'm going to go to Clubhouse Club, in just a second, but there were lots of good Club questions. Clubhouse, yeah. On, uh, were you on Tiger Belly recently or something? Did you were you there at uh, Bobby? Uh, no, I was. I was there a couple of years ago. I wasn't recently, but that was a, that was one of my, okay. my favorite podcasts to do. He's so he's. I've known Bobby for so long, and he's he's just yeah. so he's so he's he's such a nice person and just funny. Like yes. just, just just truly one of the funniest human beings I know. And um, yeah, that was a great time. Has he ever told you his his war story? Not war stories, but his stories, his trauma stories, when he was using it as an adolescent and his mom a, a, trying to yeah, fix him. Yeah, a little him. bit. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. We we you know he, I know him. I know him. Uh, actually, I we I guess since he's already spoken about it, I can share that uh, we met in um, in in twelve step recovery program. So um, yeah, yeah, that's how that's how we first became friends and uh, been right. friends ever since. Excellent. And we'll talk for a minute before we go to the phones about um, the documentary uh, and what that's oh, doing. Oh, my documentary. Because it's, yeah. <clears throat> I have a, uh, there's a documentary. So when I was 15 years old, my mother was murdered by her then ex-boyfriend who couldn't handle rejection and was uh, uh, clearly had uh, in mental health issues and, and shot her, shot her and my aunt. And uh, I was 15 years old. Oh, I didn't know your aunt. My I didn't know your aunt too. Yeah, they were both together. I don't. So he, I forgot that part. Oh my god. Yeah, they came. They came. Oh. I left. You know what? In the same spirit of the book, I left her story out of the film because it wasn't mine to tell. It wasn't my family. You know, yeah. so I didn't want to get into yeah, get yeah. into their personal business and bring up something for uh, my family members. But uh, yeah. The, the ex-boyfriend was waiting at home for them to return from an evening out and took them both out. And I'm sure that uh, if my mom came home alone, they would have just been her. But since my aunt happened to be there, she was taken out sadly as well. And uh, the film is called Morning Sun, but it's spelled M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G-S-O-N. Uh, kind of a, a weird film to have a play on words as the title, but it seemed to work. And um, yeah, that's on Amazon. It's it's streaming on Amazon and uh, and I think other platforms too. But it's 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 up there and and, and available. It's uh, it came out a couple of years ago. And I'll tell you something, Doctor Drew. A lot of people ask me if that film was very cathartic for me to make um, mm -hmm. and tell that story. And the answer was no. It was it was it was horrible. It was it was like it was brutal. I know. Yeah, it was brutal, but. The, the catharsis yeah. element to that project didn't happen for years. So maybe three yeah. years later, when I got a lot of feedback from people who were touched by the film or that it, they could relate to or that they felt less alone, 
Um, then I started feeling uh, really good about the decision to make it, but it was it was hard to make. It was looking through courtroom footage, looking through police reports, looking through crime scene photos. I mean, it was it was brutal. It was a brutal process. Yeah. And um, again, on the eve of its release, I was like, we can't release this movie either. But it was <laughs> it was already it was just you know I just oh yeah I just go I just I go Pulls through the back panic. From the break. You know what I mean? Yeah. I go through the panic, but yeah. then ultimately it comes, it goes, it lives in content form somewhere or another. And, uh, and I've gotten nothing but positive feedback from it uh, in terms of people that either have gone through severely traumatic situations like that or have suffered a loss like that themselves. Yeah. And I felt that, you know, especially when, when that happened, which was in 1983, there wasn't this surge of crime television that we have now. You know, it was, uh, there were, there were no documentaries about this kind of subject or very few. And so I felt very alone, uh, at that age. So, um, mm. I felt that it was, it was kind of like a night, a nice way to put my story out there for anybody, especially a young child at the formative years to lose a parent in a really tragic way to like say, Hey, you're not alone and you can still make something of your life out of it. And, um, and move forward and, and that's what we tried to show so from the standpoint of service i thought the documentary was sensational i, I thought you made Thank a you. huge impact with it i thought it was courageous I, th I thought it hit every note properly um the if you had come to me beforehand and said you know i'm planning this thing i would say don't do it uh yeah. because revivifying trauma never helps get through the drama and then well, trying to confront to perpetrators is always disappointing because they're well, that was, they're that, those assholes they are who they are well that was the thing is i at the end of the film i went to visit the, the killer in jail and um uh he certainly was not remorseful did not admit guilt still to this day does not admit guilt but at least i knew that going in and and my yeah. and my my thinking at the time was, and we show this in the film, we don't show the interview because he's on death row or was on death row. I think he's since been mm. commuted, but, uh, but at the time they didn't allow cameras in death row. So I, I had to go in there. My partner waited for me outside of San Quentin, uh, had a talk with him. And then in the film, just like I outlined earlier, I get back in the car and I was like, that was a bad idea. <laughs> like I, right. Like, I remember, are, I, I remember that I mean? scene. I, I remember it. Yeah, like, and I was like, yeah, I could like, told you that. <laughs> but, 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 there, but I'm not sorry you did it. I'm not sorry you did it. Well, it's just, it I'm just wasn't going to do what like, you thought it would do. You know what I, what I wanted it to do was it to be one of those, because up until then it had been 30 years since I'd seen him. So it was this big looming, scary, yeah ominous yeah. thing that i had not looked in the eyes yet so i felt that mm. i gotta look this guy in the eyes no matter what he says don't expect anything mm. of him uh he's not going to yep. be remorseful or, or anything and and frankly i just i just sat there i looked him in the eyes and i and i, and I accomplished the task that i wanted to and i and i did it more as an experiment of walking through fear uh because the only way on the other right. side of it is to is to confront it and uh, get into it and uh you know and like yeah. and like i said it took it took some processing but years later i i was really really uh grateful to have done that and to have taken that time um at the time though it yeah. was very re-triggering re and i understand now why there are groups that set up such in you know they set up such meetings for for victims and and perpetrators to meet under very protective guidelines i just went in there cold unannounced by myself he was told he had a visitor he didn't know who he came out and it was mm. just like we sat there and talked and it was probably the most uh elevating surreal 20 minutes of my life that i would not want to have back um i wouldn't want to do it differently but i would not i would not want to do it again you know, i'll tell you that much man yeah i i get it i totally get it um all right let's go to some uh let's wait there was one other thing i think that's it okay let's go to some calls here uh chris from wisconsin you seem uh wisconsin, to I told to Dave. You, what's going on 
I told you the Wisconsin people, man. They would. <laughs> Hi, Chris. How you doing? Hi there, Wisconsin. We we have a lot of great people in Wisconsin. I know. Yes, you I was do. I, I I referenced the state. I referenced the state <laughs> earlier in an in an unsavory manner, and I apologize to the people of Wisconsin. But uh, Chris, what's your question? Oh, don't worry about it. There's plenty of jerks here. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. My question is this. So keeping in mind, you know, you're keeping taps on your personal wellness and your mental, emotional wellness when you're touring and when you're creating music and you're out on the road and spending a lot of time outside of, you know, your comfortable home, I hope. And, mm. you know, you're going into new and unique and somewhat foreign places, how do you manage to keep yourself centered and, you know, basically stay on top of making sure that you're keeping the best care of yourself that you can? That's a great question. You know, I really stay, I have a, I have a small, I have, a, oh, I, have a, I have an echo coming back. I don't know if somebody can fix that, but um, I, I you know, I stay, in, I, I stay in very uh, close contact with my support group here. I have a small internal number of people that I, I could feel safe reaching out to. And luckily in a tour situation, you know, the band itself is somewhat of a family. So we're not really interacting with thousands of people every day. We're really interacting with one another, which in itself can, can drive each other crazy. But, um, for the most part, right. we're pretty safe. We're pretty safe, and there's always somebody I can always grab uh, on the road, or you know, have a talk to if, if I need to reach out. But uh, for the most part, and like, and for the most part, you know, doing shows and traveling like that is is a lot of fun. So um, the moments that you would think that I would have are pretty few and far between because I'm pretty busy. It's when I it's when I have nothing to do and I'm isolating and I'm sitting at home alone where. Yep. The, the thinking, the thinking in my brain starts happening and I don't have anything to do or anybody to talk to. And that's when I find myself in the most danger. But thanks for the question. It's a great yes, question. I, 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 I know that about you, but it does, it does bring up another thing that I, I brought up earlier, which is that you're, you're a master at being of service. And to that point, shall we promote the uh, December 20th event? Yeah, we are doing in uh, our third year now, it's an event called Above Ground. And uh, Dr. Drew is speaking at it this year, and as, as he has the past prior years. And uh, it's me and my partner, Billy Morrison, who uh, I believe is at Billy Morrison Official on Instagram. He's the guitar player for Billy Idol and an accomplished uh, musician in his own right. And every year we try, except for last year because of the pandemic, we try and put on an event to raise money, funds for people who are suffering with. Uh, addiction, mental health issues, and uh, all that money goes to an organization called Music Cares. And they find uh, treatment facilities and beds for people that are really, uh, really suffering. And uh, this year we are, so every year we do two records in their entirety because we miss the vinyl format of an entire album. And so this year we are doing Lou Reed's Transformer. Yeah. And yeah. then we're, then, then you'll speak. And then we're also going to do Never Mind the Bullocks, Here's the Sex Pistols in its entirety. It's always a great event. I love going to that event. And, and it's. Thank you. Well, yeah. And Susan, it just occurred to me that uh, Heather and Terry Dubrow's daughter has been raising money for Music Cares. We need to get them to this event. Okay, so absolutely. Can you, yeah, Dave? Maybe email Susan and invite, and I'll get them. And no, just text all right, okay. we'll text because I mentioned it. Okay, but all right, good. But they 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 are very interested in supporting music cares, and, and you and I know. His, his brother. Was it White Snake? Yeah. Or his? No, yeah, he was. A, that, that's no, Terry Dubrow's. No, he was Kevin in. DeBrow, uh, right? what? Yeah, he was. Get wild, 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 all right. I can't come yeah. on, feel the noise. Uh, I can't believe I, I can't believe I'm spacing on this. Quiet riot, my buddy. Quiet riot, quiet riot, quiet riot. My buddy Mark McGrath yeah. would be mortified that I didn't know that. Um, yeah. But uh, how is Mark? I haven't seen mind. Mark in years. Mark is encyclopedic oh, with all things. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be there. See, you'll, you'll, yeah, yeah. He'll be there on the 20th. He's great. We're right. in another band together called right, Royal Machines. 
and uh, Billy Morrison, right. myself, Mark, Mark McGrath, Donovan Leach, Chris Cheney, and Josh right. Fries. Uh, so we and we all make time to do that as well. So I have, I think, four Josh, four pro, four ba- hey. Josh Fries. Hey. Yeah, I was going to say, but probably, quietly, Josh has been the drummer to every band ever every formed band. since 1990. <laughs> quietly, in the, in no one the, knows this. <laughs> he's in the he's in the Vandals. He's in Devo. He was in Nine Nails. He was in a Perfect Circle. He's Sting's touring drummer. Just, just and those yeah. are the top five off the top of my head. But if you Wikipedia that yeah, guy's he, biography, I, it's yeah, every yeah. band you've ever heard of. It's, yes, it's, <laughs> right. That's true. I, the, every time I talk to him, I'm like, God, who who did you not play with? That'd be an easier thing to figure out. Uh, he, wow. he was just out with he was just out with filling in for the guy from Offspring. So he's just like he is incredible and uh, such a sweet guy too. You know, really, really great. Team. I think he filled in for Taylor for a minute too in the Foo Fighters, didn't he? That's very possible. I don't know that. Much I, be, I think he did. Sure, I think he did. I, but usually, yeah, usually when a drummer is when a drummer misses a show. That's usually the first call that gets me. Josh, Josh, well, because Josh, not only not only is he such a not only is he such a great drummer, but he can put on like earbuds and listen to a song once and just know it. Like he has that kind of brain, you know, that that just yeah, like knows crazy. changes and arrangements and can just remember it on the spot. And the BPM is for mind. So like he'll start a song and I'll go, ah, I'll go, I. I think that's a little fast. And he'll go, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and every time he's right. <laughs> and by the way, the, the nicest, humblest human being ever. And he sort Absolutely. of invented, I, I, I remember he invented selling uh, experiences. I remember he sold, you know, he was trying to raise money for a, a group at one point. He was selling like, I'll take you to Disneyland all day. Spend the day with Josh Fries in Disneyland or, or I'll give you a massage for an hour. And he was, he raised a bunch of money doing that before anyone ever thought of doing things like that. Oh, and he's so, it's so him. I didn't know that about him. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm stable enough to uh, spend a day with anybody <laughs> at Disneyland. <laughs> One of the interesting things about Disneyland, if you, if, you look, if you look up the dark secrets of Disneyland, there's a lot of them. And it's, it's kind of a fascinating wormhole to go down. Like, I think that if there's a whole TikTok, the- there's a whole TikTok channel. There's a whole TikTok, like oh, not yeah. just channel, sort of category of you know Disney, yeah. Disney mishaps, Disney complaining, Disney. You'll never. Oh believe yeah, it. there's. So listen, there's, let, there's one of. The, go ahead, finish your. Well, line. I was going to one anecdote about it is that if somebody dies on the park, the paramedics come and take them off the park grounds before they announce the time of death. That way, nobody has technically died at the happiest place on earth. The time of death gets announced outside the park ground. It's just, it's keep, keep working on them. Keep working on them. Keep keep the you know keep the compressions going until we till we get till we get to Harbor Harbor Boulevard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we get to Ball Avenue. So listen, we can take a quick break here. I got to uh, do a few commercials. We'll come back with more calls uh, with Dave Navarro after this. Let's talk about our friends at Hydrolite. I can't say enough about Hydrolite. You hear me talk about them all the time. It gets me through workouts and medical procedures and colonoscopies and COVID. It absolutely contributed to my recovery from COVID. Hydration is key to feeling healthy, and there's never been a time when that could be more important. We're in the height of cold flu season. Every headache has got you testing for COVID. Staying hydrated can keep the questionable symptoms at bay, and there's nothing better than Hydrolyte to get it done. Taking their hydration formula one step further, now there is Hydrolyte Plus Immunity. It starts with their fast-absorbing electrolytes and adds a host of great ingredients. Plus, each single-serve, easy-pour drink mix contains 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C and 300 milligrams of elderberry extract. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity comes in convenient, easy-pour powder sticks that rapidly dissolve in water to make a great-tasting drink that is a 75% less sugar than your typical sports drink. It uses all-natural flavors. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, caffeine-free, non-GMO, and even vegan. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity is also now available in ready-to-drink bottles at the Walmart next to the pharmacy, or as always, you can find it by visiting hydrolyte.com slash Dr. Drew. That is H-Y-D-R-A-L-Y-T-E dot com slash Dr. Drew. And be sure to use that code Dr. Drew 25 at checkout for a special discount. Hey, everybody, we're back. Let's bring Dave right back in as well. Uh, Dave, I just before I got on the, on the horn here with you, I was talking to Art Alexakis from uh, Everclear, 
And yeah. uh, he's becoming a chemical dependency counselor now. We we is he did everybody ever play at this thing? We got to get we got to get him involved I, with this thing too. I, be, I you know he hasn't. I mean, that's a great call. I, I I don't know why that has never happened and why that slipped through the, the cracks. But uh, I've known him a long time, and I believe I have played with him at one point. But that's a great call. But before before we move on, if you don't mind, I want to get a, a selfie of us on the show together. I hope this is the first time it's happened. Because I think this would be a great way. It is. It is the first time. I had a great time on Dr. Drew podcast. Um, although it's only, I got 15 yes. minutes left. So who knows if you might, the hard hitting questions might be at towards the end. I don't know. Yeah, I, they're not and mine. Also, and, We're going to let the listeners do it. And, so not, and, and not, to, not, not to give Hydrolyte more time than they, they paid for. But <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Hawkins swears by Hydrolyte. He's like, Dude, hydrolyte, you got to do this every, because he, he's like, you know, the amount of energy that guy puts out, it's just, it saves yeah. his body. You know, do, do, you know how that, do you know how I got involved with hydrolyte? They originally, I, I originally knew that we needed a product like that for oral rehydration yeah. and that we could technically do it. I tried inventing it and all of a sudden it showed up in my medical office that they were, they'd come from Australia where they started marketing to doctors and I thought, oh, here it is. And so I got involved with them, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. I said, that, that's it. You did it. I, 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 I wanted to get ahead of you, but you're here. So I'll join with you guys. Yeah. So uh, Eve, uh, one other, one, Eve, you're on with. One, wait, oh, wait. Go ahead. Open, open, before, go ahead. We, before we get to Eve, yes. one, thing I would like to, one, one thing I'd like to ask uh, your, your listeners is that if you're going to take the effort and care to use a product like Hydrolyte or drink electrolytes or make sure that your uh, pH balance is in order, drink water typically from outside the u.s because uh if you get like icelandic or if you get fiji or you get one of those kind of brands um it doesn't come from the u.s and there's no fluoride in it so a lot of times mm. we're drinking tons and tons of fluoride that we don't even know about because the u.s has yeah. such lax regulations on that and that's a terrible thing to put in your body all the time um anyway eve go ahead that and wait one second, Eve, not yet. And also be careful with the label purified. When they purify it, they purify with a bunch of chemicals. And you either want distilled or spring water or right. something. That's right. So be, and they be don't, careful. And they don't, it's just because it's in a and, bottle. And, and purified does not mean that the fluoride's taken out. Um, I have a, no. I have a filter. So, I, I, I have a filter. I have a water filtration system connected to all the water in my house. And once I got this information, I called the filtration system and I said, um, is my is my house water safe from the fluoride? And they're like, well, no, we don't do that. And I was like, well, then what am I, you know, what am I paying for? Because it costs, mm -hmm. it costs, right. uh, intern, you know, structural, internal, cellular damage, and it costs hair loss and all mm -hmm. kinds of things. So um, you 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 feel like you're taking the extra step to hydrate yourself and, and take care of yourself, but you're really kind of putting a poison into your body that doesn't need to be there. Side note, Eve. Yes, yes, the water subject is good. You know, I'm from Flint, Michigan, mm. oh, so boy. I've been dealing with some oh, of that. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, lot to well, say about that, more, but that's, <laughs> but that's yeah, not what I was going to talk about. But More more trouble than Florida, oh. sorry to say, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm still I'm still fighting it with my foundation and stuff that I've built. But but Dave, I uh thank you, Dr. Drew. You know, you know I'm a fan of yours. Thank you. Uh Dave, I, I bumped into you under so many circumstances. You wouldn't know who I am from dark places way back in the day to sitting at Sunset Plaza, uh having food. Okay. Um and I'm a painter, but I've been known as a musician, right? Because I, I was with Quincy Jones gave me a deal, right? You're connecting wow. all of them. I have finally connected all of my art, right? I'm a painter. I've done three museums yeah. now. And Great. I've started something called uh, the Diamond Art Awards. And it's it's in the raw. It's guerrilla style. But I have an 8,000 square feet downtown, right? That I'm putting this yeah. together from judges to every a call out for everybody to bring one piece and go on an 8,000 square feet wall. I'm piecing this together in a way in the with the industry. And I'm trying to get as many wonderful people who are kind of Renaissance artists. I, you know, in that regard, you're doing music, you love painting. I mean, you got your hands a lot of places. So I was wondering yeah. if you, I might be able to just get you to take a look at the circumstance sometime. Uh, that I'm piecing it together. The, it's hardcore. What's their website? It's, it's like the Oscars of the art world. It's about painting, photography, sculptures, 
that's what I'm doing. Do you have a website? I do have an Instagram right now. Okay. I, I have an Instagram. The website is coming together right now, okay. but the people are moving in really fast. It's becoming really wonderful. Um, I call great. the Diamond Art Awards Wait, LA. Say, say it again one more time, Eve. The, the Diamond? Diamond Art Awards. Okay, great. And you're down in the yeah. art district? It's going to be downtown. It's a eight thousand square feet building. I'm I'm piecing it. It's like it's meant to be the Oscars of of the art world right now. Sounds and awesome. I got this twenty wow. years ago when my daughter was born, and nobody's really done well, it. And I I feel called to do it, Doctor Drew. All right, buddy. Well, I'll let's, tell you let's what, get I'm, it done. I'm, that sounds. I'm, I'm, I just followed you, and uh, it looks great. And I am happy to say that I am now your twenty third follower. So. Hallelujah. And there will be more. There shall be more. Dave, you are a man. You're the man. Thank you so much, brother. All right, Thank welcome. you, buddy. I want to I'm try got limited I, time I'm now. Very, Go I'm ahead. very happy that I could give you I give you a platform to promote that without a question. Yeah, me. absolutely. Me too. Me too. I, I'm 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 always happy for stuff like that. Diane. No. Diane. Let's see if I can get Diane. Diane in Sierra, it sort of says, I think. Uh, Diane, Diane, Diane. There you are. Hi, Diane. Hello. Hi there. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Um, I uh, I'm dual diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of going back oh. to the uh, start of the conversation. So, um, this is great. I love listening to this. And uh, Dave, I can't believe that you have a documentary, uh, such a brave, brave documentary. It sounds mm -hmm. like, and I can't wait to watch it. So thank oh, you. Please do. Thank you. Uh, thank you so that. much. And it's very good. Yeah. Do you mind? A, a, I appreciate Diane, it. Diane, do, do, do you mind if I do you mind if I ask uh, what what the dual diagnoses are? Um, that, I'm a trauma survivor, um, and I um, also have a major depressive disorder with anxiety and. Um, you're not alone. Chemical you're dependency. Not alone, Diane. Yeah. 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 You're not, al it's, you're it's not rough, alone. Diane. I tell you. And and typically, Thank typically, you. and I think Doctor Drew would agree with this. I think that most chemically dependent people have trauma in their history, um, and that is that's what I'm learning. Yeah. So what we, so, what we, so what, it's like, yeah. The genetics, the genetics are the genetics, and the and and they are a, that's your risk factor, and they're the the necessary but not sufficient cause of the illness, and then the trauma is the rocket fuel. It's just the, that's the lighter fluid. That's poof. Not, yeah. But now the trauma was why you're seeking ways of regulating your emotions. You know, Dave, you mentioned dysregulation It's an attempt at self-soothing, which will ultimately kill you, yeah. you know? So I hope you're right. doing okay so, with so that. So you end up with a second problem. So you, you're trying to exactly. help the, the feelings of the trauma and you end up activating the addiction. Now you got two, two problems that are yeah, it's, overlapping it's and mess. fueling each other. And then yeah. if you're prone to depression, well, here and now, here we yeah. go. Right. And, and the worst part of I, the, I the worst part. Us, the, oh. oh, go ahead. You got off what? No, Dave, no, you go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. It sounded like you were going to say Dave. you got off Suboxone. It was about to sound like you were going to say you got I did, off yeah. I just, I'm 15 days off Suboxone. Oh, good um, for you. Great, You're through it. That's great. good. Oh, that, my God. Yeah. yeah, I've been trying. I've been trying so fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, the two weeks. It's a two-week thing. And once you get through it, you're pretty. it doesn't leave you with a lot of trouble. It, it leaves you. It's bad for two weeks, and then you're pretty good. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's almost no, worse good. than getting off, you know, regular opiates. 100% of people say that. 100% yeah. of Suboxone I, I, users you, say that. I, Diane, I'm from a time when we used to go to methadone clinic, which was inherently yeah. evil. Inherently evil and Horrible. worse. And a lot Horrible. of people don't know this, but it was, I think it was invented by the Germans and they used to feed it to uh, the, the, the people in the concentration camps and would withhold the methadone. Oh my God, if they, no. didn't, if they didn't work. You know what I mean? So oh, it, 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 it just, 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 just the inception of it is evil. And it, it was, for me, it was a nine month kick. So I'm very, I'm very happy to hear that. Uh, oh, geez. You had some, because I know people it, who it's a six month are, kick, no matter what. Yeah, I I, I know Congrats people that you. were. <laughs> thank you, and you too. And I know people that are on Suboxone maintenance and that have probably mm -hmm. no shot of getting off it at this point. But that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, by good for you. Thank you. Yeah, I was on it two years. Yeah. And I never thought I would get off. Mm -hmm. Good for you. But uh, and, so and, and you. how are you? Uh, can, how are may you I doing? ask another quick one? Yeah, of course. If you want, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Of course. Oh, are you talking to me, Dr. Yes, Drew? yes, ma'am. Oh, ahead. okay. Um, 
I guess my question is with with my depression, it's pretty severe. And, you know, I've tried different things. And I, I think I've talked to you about this before you took my question. But since I'm off Suboxone, should I wait about six months before, say, I try ECT or, you know, uh, any uh, theta burst stimulation trials or anything like my that? My goodness. So you've been you've been on if you're getting downstream to those sorts of treatments, that yes. means you've been you've done everything, been on everything. I have. Yeah. Um, a, a, you're, you're talking to, you know, Dave, I don't know if you want to share stories on, on this front. It's kind of a challenging sure. question, right? She's got trauma. The trauma can't be fully treated if you were on the Suboxone. So now you have a chance no. to fully right. treat the trauma and the right. trauma treatment may help your mood, but your mood could be dangerously off for a while and it could be a problem. And so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you do want to pay attention to it. The question is, what are the best ways? You might you might go back to more traditional kinds of treatment because you might respond to it now, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would say, I, don't know I personally it, would think that'd be I worth see. a try. I don't, I, you mean I like a traditional antidepressants? Yes. <laughs> there's, 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 there's antidepressants that are wonderful for people, for those who need it. I know it's, it's overprescribed and it's a controversial issue, mm -hmm. but you know, there was a time that I was on, right. I was on effect. I was on effector for about 20 years. And, uh, you know, recently, yeah. I guess, with, I guess I got off that about two years ago and I've been doing pretty good. I seem to, that's hard to get off of too. <laughs> Still, it's terrible. Yeah. It was horrible. I stabilized from that. I don't know much about C, uh, ECT, but I do know that there are methods like EMDR, which are, uh, pretty safe yeah. and non, non re-triggering and certainly, uh, just person to person cognitive therapy in conjunction with maybe a 12 step program with, uh, with creating a support sure. group around you so you're not alone and so you can reach out at any time with someone if something comes up and or you have that urge to use again okay. like to, to really reach out yeah but, um i'm not familiar enough dr drew's the doctor here and i don't i don't ever recommend anything that i personally haven't done and i've never done that before so sure. I, I can't i can't speak well to it. ect is you know that's, that's a pretty you. aggressive treatment it works ect does work but you really I, I, you know, ECC is when you have vegetative depressions, you can't, you can't function. But, but, um, mm -hmm. what would Dave, you have any feelings these days about ketamine? I've done that. I do. I do. Okay. You yeah. have done that. Yeah. My feelings about ketamine is that mm -hmm. the, uh, it's well documented as being very, is highly successful for people, treating people in, uh, trauma situations. But I've also known people that have an addictive nature it can also have an addictive nature to it yeah so Th that's been my experience so, that, that's yeah. yeah so yeah. mine too so yeah. it, it it um uh it's certainly it's something triggering. to be done it's triggering under, for some people yeah. it is yeah yeah it's certainly something to be mm -hmm. done under physicians physicians care uh typically they they give you a series of them and then you, you refrain mm -hmm. from it so you're in a doctor's office they do an infusion or whatever they do they do five or six of them over the course of two months, maybe, and then you take a step from mm -hmm. it. But um, I, I know that there are forms of, you know, daily use nasal sprays, home home ketamine. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no, know, no, not for now. Ways to do that. No, no. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, yeah, I, I would. I would say right. that that's 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 dangerous for an addict to go down that road. Yeah. But um, I've, sure, I've done a lot sure. of that. I've, I've I've tried that a lot and. And I will tell you that I went because you fill out a questionnaire every time you do it, or, or I, when I did it, you you know of how you're feeling and the, the, yeah. I forget what the name yeah. of, the name of the test is, Doctor Drew. You oh, probably yeah, know the it's depression scale. Yeah, yeah, there are yeah. various depression so, scales, the various ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one I got, Ham, um, Ham D or something. Yeah, that's yeah. It. So that's I, I was lucky enough to move up from severe depression to moderate depression. <laughs> that was, that was oh, great. That's the first time I've laughed. And then, yeah, and then, and then, we want to laugh even more. As a friend of mine bought me a cake um, that said, "Congratulations on moderate depression." Like, <laughs> like, like, like the icing. We were like, "Yay!" Oh, that's great. But, um, yeah, I, I, I really, I really, I really believe that the ketamine is good because one of the things it does is it is it creates new neural pathways for you to maybe uh, yeah. have options. And, and yeah, yeah we, in terms of, that's the idea, is that it creates new neural pathways yeah. so you have different options of which ways for your thoughts to shoot down before it goes down the, mm. the one pathway that it always used to go down, which is always something that's dangerous. Yeah. 
So it, it typically that's what yeah. they think could right. do that. And, um, you know, the other upside of it is that it takes your brain completely offline. So mm. one of the things that I like yeah. about it is that it's, it's doing neurological function, but you're not thinking about it or your trauma and you do get a little bit of a break from it. But as I said to Dr. Drew and you, sure. it's also, it's also very, very, very highly habit forming if not done yeah. under the proper mm-hmm. medical conditions. So, so right. if I, Diane, we, you know, we have no business giving you medical treatment or care or advice. That's yeah, not what we're yeah, doing yeah. here. But, but I would, if I were dealing with somebody like you, I would want to give everything a new shot now that you're completely abstinent. And, really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would do, I would get back to EMDR, like Dave said. I would get back to 12 step. I would get back to more traditional kinds of therapeutics and assuming I'd have to use high dose, but get to it right mm-hmm. away, you know, rather quickly. And and don't jump to the extreme therapeutics just yet because the the context is totally different now, and uh, yeah. hope that you know hope that you can get a, a response going. Um, that's kind of how how I'd approach it. But Dan, yeah, I got to wrap and up. Yeah, In fact, I got to wrap. Finish up, Dan. Oh, I was just gonna, I was just, just going to add. You're also you're off Suboxone two weeks, but that's not a very long time to have no a new right body. Right. And nothing's regulated that's yet right. in your body. You may you may feel that's better, right. but your body your body is still trying to find a baseline that it's comfortable with. So I would do the more traditional approach as well. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, Dave. Uh, let's put up the uh, the event again. Let's put up where people can get tickets. Who's going to be there, uh, Caleb? If you've got the whole full screen there for us, there it is. Uh, never mind. It's, all, it's, right? a, it's a yeah. It's a little. It's a lot of copy right there for the for your viewers. So I'll just tell them we're doing. Uh, never mind the bullets by the Sex Pistols. We're doing Transformer by Lou Reed. Doctor Drew is going to speak as he always has. And so far, we have booked Billy Idol, Perry Farrell. Uh, Corey Taylor, Perry's wife, Etsy, uh, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters, Mark McGrath, Steve Stevens, and, and a host of many more that have yet to be named. And, so and it's, so it's, I, I see that we're going to be giving tick, we're going to be selling tickets or giving you giving the, the link to tickets. Just go to doctor.com slash above ground. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb set that up. I know during this, during the show. So, so well done, <laughs> exactly. Caleb. Well, the, thank the, you. The, well, the, uh, the name, the name, the name of it is, is, uh, is, is based on obviously, you know, James addiction in the early days came from what was called the underground scene. And, uh, we figured like, right. this is an, this is an idea to help people stay above ground. It, it, so, we got to get Bob I, there yeah, too. I would love to have Bob. I, I, yeah, Shelley, I you know what I, what, what, when I when I asked you last, you know, to be fair, when I asked you last year, I just assumed that he would come with you. So I never even shot him a call, but I will shoot him a call this time because yeah, I missed him. I was, right, I was, we'll I was sad. And, and I'll tell Art okay. too. I'll tell all of them. So. I would love to see Shelly yeah, and Bob. Yeah. I haven't seen Shelly in years, and I know Shelly from uh, Shelly was was dating one of the uh, tour managers of the Red Hot Chili Peppers back in the 90s. So I've known her since then. So um, when she was the dragon, long... the dragon lady. Oh, my God. She was amazing. She was amazing. But she was uh, <laughs> so... she has she certainly she has certainly metamorphosized over the years in an amazing way. Oh, my God. Yes. As, as so many yeah. of you have. I mean, I, I dealing with that. And I have a. I knew Bob back when he was uh, hardcore using, and it was. Oh my god! I used to. I, 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 I used for to, sure I, he died. I used to. Use, I remember you yeah. telling me that story. I used to. I used to use with Bob. Like I would yeah. go meet at Bob's apartment. Everybody did. Dealer. Yeah, literally everybody did. <laughs> right, right. I mean, he and he and. Uh, um, oh shoot! From Hole, um, Courtney. Uh, Courtney, he and Courtney used to ride the buses around around the park, uh, MacArthur Park, slamming heroin and stuff together. No, I've I've I have done some pretty terrible things with the best of them, and sadly, a lot of them are not alive anymore. And I, you know, that's the sad thing. We do what we can to help prevent that from happening. Yes, well, that's what I want to talk about about how we do that and how we gather together and address the fact that uh, so so few people are getting help these days and that recovery has been under attack for quite some time. So we'll talk about that and we'll all be there December twentieth. Uh, Dave, always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. And uh, my favorite, you know, whatever you need, we're we're here. We're here. Thank you, okay? and likewise to you guys. And uh, love to you, Susan. Right, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you guys for having me. All right, man. Dave, thank you so much. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. 
This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. 